Hi guys, happy August 10th, 2021. On this podcast, I'm going to be talking about classical conditioning and I'll be referencing Natalie Regolia and she has a master's in law from the University of Texas. But before I get started, I did pull a card from the Forest Fae by Nadia Turner and Forest Fae are these messages from the enchantment and there are from the inspiration and joy of the forest. So what came out was, away we fly, take the cloud roads, delight in your imagination. And it has a, it shows a little forest fay on a chariot. So this can indicate traveling, um, using your imagination to utilize your decisions in your life and which road are you gonna take, you know, the less taken or the most chosen one. So this is just, about getting in tune to your imagination and how that reflects the decisions you make and which direction you go. Okay, so this, I'll be referencing, like I said before, Natalie Regolia, and uh, I'll be talking about you know, classical conditioning and why, you know, why it's important to learn a little bit about classical conditioning. It's just for fun. If you ever had a psychology class or a physiology class, you may have encountered the theory by the belated doctor, um, he was a Russian doctor, uh, Dr. Pelov, if I'm saying that right, but he was notorious for his dedication and research for the classical learning. So I'll talk about seven things and then I'll read for each sign. But classical conditioning is a way one learns, right? It's a way one learns. So how we learn in life, you know, it's a, just a, it's like a theory, like how we learn what, through association. So you have two stimulus that produces a response. So the classic example that he used in his research was with it was a dog, dog food and a bell. So you have two stimuli, and then you have the the learning aspect of it. So this is just an example. It's and I and this is. You know, you can learn, you can uh, read about it yourself, but it's like you have a dog and you have a bell and you have food. So if you, if you ring the bell, then that can stimulate a saliva response and with the, with the dog. But then it, the research goes into more depth about how he defines it. But for this talk, it's just about, you know, how we learn. We learn through associations, you know, just basic terms, you know, it's just how we learn. We learn through associations, whether it's good or bad and, and um, experiences. So the first thing is about, Take a look at your environment. So take take a take a look right now in your environment. How you grew up, where you grew up, and how would you define your environment? You know, so you can take a piece of paper out. And you can write seven things down, and number one is going to be in your environment. So what would you say about your environment? Um, because the environment that you grew up in formulated choices that you made in your life, right? So uh, um, it can, you know, it can. You know, there's always there's always that uh, exceptions with anything, you know, anything you have to write, whether you have to write a charter or a project or any type of, uh, proposal, excuse me, there's always advantages and disadvantages in anything, pros and cons. But for this, you want to take a look at your environment. Like for example, your career, you know, what stimulated you to choose your career and the article she wrote an accountant. So somebody may pick an accountant because they feel like that would be for them, financially stable they looked at his accountant as that so you gave an example next reflect reflection so you want to take a look at you know have a reflection do you have the ability to reflect you know what's your definition of reflection you know thinking back reflecting um you know of one's environment 
you know, is part of classical conditioning. So when you look in your environment, you know, your school, your adolescence, you know, your upbringing, your nature, nurture, how would you define that? You know, was it open and encouraging or was it hindered? You know, so let's say you're very talented in painting. So in your environment, were you encouraged to follow follow that path of painting or were you hindered into picking something out? So let's say painting isn't really looked at as as an academical pursuit, you know, maybe law is, you know, law or engineering. So you might have grew up in an environment that really selected engineers versus painting. So that's just an example. Number two, nature and nurture. You know, how you, how, how was your social interactions growing up or how's your social interactions now versus your environment? So that is what nature and nurture are all about. You know, nature is about the environment, you know, your the interactions with people, um, and nurture is all about the growth and the development, you know, as a young child, you know, feeding, clothing, caring, um, holding, you know, attention, stuff like that. So these are just um, some situ specific things to look at when you want to, you know, um, have an analysis of yourself. Um, the next, number three is self-protection. So one can look at classical conditioning. The author wrote that part of classical conditioning, remember classical conditioning is how we learn through association, right? So you can take classical conditioning, just that theory, and you can see how one uses it on an everyday basis as self-protection. So this is about how one adapts. So how you adapt at work, you know, how you're adapting right now. You know, there's different changes that are going on presently right now. So it's like, how do you adapt to that? So that's about adaptive mechanism. And that's going to lead to behaviorism and action. So how you adapt like to different changes, whether it's the law or um, protocol or paperwork, stuff like that, that's going to have an influence on your behavior. And your behavior is going to have an influence on your actions that you take based on the outcome. So, for example, uh, you know, what are you adapting to right now? What is your life allowing you to adapt to? Or what are you willing to adapt to? Um, and then how would you define your behavior and then what would you define as your action and then the outcome an example of this is let's say you see someone very attractive right so she wrote the author wrote that one can be defined more on their physiological desires so let's say you're out and you see someone very attractive maybe you're a guy and you see that perfect 10 you know or you're a girl and you see that perfect uh guy you know um so like, uh, yeah, so like you're most likely some people are going to be more prone towards their desires, right? Forget about the, uh, forget about the internal desires. People are going to, some people can project more towards physical desires. And this is what the author was writing about. No matter who you are, whether you're a nun, priest or whatever, it's sometimes that whole thinking goes out, uh, out the window and you're drawn more, driven more towards physio physiological desires. So with her take a home message about classical conditioning is that if you're aware of it, you know, like, um, like you're more driven towards your, uh, desires physically, you know, you can, you can, you know, be aware of it, be mindful of it, you know, and that, you know, you're not going to be first, uh, turned towards your internal, you know, your internal, uh, desires. You're going to be more towards the outside, the physical desires. Number four Classical conditioning can be used in modifying 
uh, destructive behaviors. So destructive behaviors is anything that has harm towards you. And I did pull a card this week and the devil came out. So remember, the devil's all about, and tarot, all about um, vices. So things that are not good for you, whether it's relationships, work, behaviorism, you know, or just feeling really, uh, you know, weighed down. Um, but destructive behaviors can be defined anything as... Um, you know, addictions, you know, whether it's to substances, to bad relationships, um, you know, anything that's destructive to you, right? So um, utilizing the classical conditioning will allow one to, um, you know, identify their behavior and and to um, see what actions to take, you know, so it, it matters on the environment that you're in. So let's say you're, you're recovering from something, you know, uh, let's say you're recovering from a bad relationship or you're recovering from alcoholism or drug addiction or, um, or anything, you know, anything, recovering from anything, you know, um, eating disorder. Uh, you, it depends on the environment that you're in, right? You're not going to be in an environment. You, you're unlikely going to uh, not pick an environment that's full of what you're trying to, to get rid of. So let's say you're just around a lot of naysayers or just toxic people, you know, just, just toxic people, you know, um, then most likely you're not going to set yourself up for failure because it's about modifying your behavior to make yourself a success. So you know, you, so you know if you're going to try to change a destructive behavior, be very mindful about the environment that you're in because that environment, you know, the environment, the population, the people that you surround yourself with, that's going to have an impact on your success. So that's what that was getting at. And then the author listed three uh, other mechanisms one can utilize for destructive behavior and you can look them up if you'd like but one's called systemic um desensitization desensitization <laughs> and two is aversion therapy and three is flooding but desensitization you know is just basically it's like a continuous repetition of an external stimuli which makes one neutral so it's like it really desensitizes you just like in the word systemic but there are three different things, behaviorisms or um, theologies that you can work with to uh, to work with destructive behavior. If if one is listening and you feel like you need, you know, like you really have like a lot of bad destructive behavior that you want to work on, you know, flooding is one technique, aversion therapy, and like I said, systemic desensitization is another. Okay, five. So the next one is everyday usage so you know that clinical conditioning um, you can use it in everyday use for example like if you see an advertisement and you're picking between two different products this can give you um, your classical conditioning right because you're based on you're going to people base their experience on good or bad so that's conditionalizing because you're using your experience and your behaviorism and actions from the past so that's what that is and number um <clears throat> number six is boost positivity excuse me boost positivity so she had written in her article that she talked about the military you know and uh, she talked about a devastating issue in the military and I thought this was interesting um, on average 20 plus soldiers from all branches take their life on an average day so this is really important because classical conditioning you know, her theory is that it can boost positivity, you know, boost boost positivity in their mind, in their mental state, in their relationships, in their work relationships. So this is an issue, right? Um, excuse me, let me repeat it again. On average, 20 plus 
soldiers from all branches take their life on an average day. So that's pretty profound, you know, because when you look at the armed forces, um, you know, why is this happening, you know, and what is being done, you know, with the armed forces, the military, you know, the, the, the men and women in there that are um, going through this, you know, and so this is important, right? This is very important because it's going to reflect, it's going to reflect the strength of your country. You know, um, some say that France has a really strong military, you know, one of the strongest militaries, you know, I don't know, but that's what some people say. So where does America compare to that? You know, um, when you're, when someone, when, when an article reads an average of 20 plus soldiers from all branches take their life, you know, that's a problem, you know, that needs to be addressed. So, and classical conditioning, you know, is a, is a mechanism that can improve and boost positivity. And this is what she was trying to get at in her article. Number seven, um, classical conditioning can eliminate phobias. So phobias is something like maybe you hate or you fear. Fear is fear is just going to prevent you from doing anything because you're just scared. And hate, hatred, is all about staying away. So if, if you hate something, like if you don't like that type of food, of course you're not going to uh, engage in it. Or if you don't like a certain type of situation or personality or characteristic or or group or something like that, you know, it's, it's you're going to stay away. So classical conditioning can um, help eliminate phobias. So those are the advantages of classical conditioning. She did list, um, you know, cons, which is disadvantages of classical conditioning, but I'm not going to talk about that, you know, just for this podcast, just talk about the positivity of it because that, that would lengthen the podcast. But nonetheless, just real quickly with the negative, uh, the, the disadvantage of it is that, is that A, we have free will. Um, two, there's, there's always going to be different variables, you know, when it comes to life or studies, variables, you know, that are uncontrolled. Um, and it's not easily predicted. You know, those are just some basic uh, cons with classical conditioning. Um, so I'm going to move on to the, uh, to the sun signs. And I will just, uh, I'm going to use the uh, secrets of tarot. So I'm going to start out with Aries and then, so I'll do fire, air, earth and water. So Aries, so this is going to be in the next two weeks, so what's coming up for you in the next two weeks? Um, okay, so you got Three of Cups. So Three of Cups is all about that celebration, you know, getting together. Um, sometimes it can indicate lack of support or support, but this is about happiness and also be mindful of, you know, the type of foods consumed in the next two weeks because it's, it's all about gatherings and happy times, so just be mindful of, you know, of the um, intake. Okay, Leo's. You guys got Ten of Cups. So Ten of Cups is all about that happy card, family. You can it can indicate some disappointments, but traditionally it's about good things, party, celebration, happiness. Ten of Cups can indicate um, hearing from somebody unexpected, um, you know, unexpected uh, gains. Okay, Sagittarius, Sages. You guys got the Hierophant. So Hierophant is all about that traditional card of like structure hierarchy you know it could be the government it could be like a industry but it's a it's a corporation or a system that is all about rules and regulations it can also indicate a marriage it can also indicate changing um uh changing who you seek as a healthcare provider this can indicate like i said marriage government or public company um official building or official situation so this is all about dealing with structure and this is also can indicate an earth sign and can indicate a positive card for an outcome. So air, Libras. 
you got page of pentacles so page of pentacles is all about that new beginnings it's dealing with somebody like if you look at the like characteristics or age it can be dealing with somebody younger than 25 it can indicate starting out so you can be in a situation of starting something different or learning everything that you need to learn before making that next move for health it can indicate the stomach this is um can indicate a student you know it can be male or female but this is can indicate beginning so in the next two weeks you're in the beginning phase of something make sure you do all your homework like read everything that you're that you want to study or that you're working on like a new project okay gemini's you guys got two of wands two of wands is all about that decision you know you have to make that decision which way you're going to go you're like fork in the road you go right or left um it can indicate indecisions but this is a great opportunity for new beginnings new opportunities things coming in unexpected working in your favor um this is also about uh sh taking a sh short journey you know or something about near water okay aquarius okay aquarius you guys see aquarius you guys like the lovers this can also indicate gemini energy but this is the lovers can indicate dealing with home it can indicate um dealing with domestic issues it can indicate love affairs, romance, a marriage, relationship, relatives, dealing with long-distance relationships, uh, being away from your loved one. Um, okay, uh, Earth, Virgo. Virgo, you got Nine of Cups. So this is all about the happy cards. So Nine of Cups traditionally can indicate um, you getting your wish, you know, uh, your wish fulfillment. It can indicate improvements that are underway. Um, you might be feeling happy or pleased about a situation. But be mindful that Nine of Cups can also indicate disappointment. So you may, in the next two weeks, experience some disappointment. But for all, for overall, Nine of Cups is usually a happy card. Tauruses. You guys got King of Cups. So King of Cups is all about that emotions, that compassion. So the next two weeks, you can be dealing with, you know, the emotional part of you or the compassionate part of you. It can also indicate dealing with uh, a water sign. It can indicate dealing with someone that's over 25. They can have, you know, either brown or brown eyes or blue eyes. But this is someone that's very sensitive and be mindful of sneaky energy. Capricorns. You guys got the Nine of Pentacles. So Nine of Pentacles is all about the independence, um, being independent, making decisions about independence, um, you know, peace of mind, um, contentment. So this is about working with your contentment and peace of mind. Lastly, water. So water signs, Scorpio. Scorpio, you got the world. So the world is all about dealing with, you can be dealing with difficulties or being overwhelmed. You can also be dealing with overseas trips. Um, luck is in your favor. You know, it's like you having the world in your hands, um, new opportunities financially. You have luck. Okay. Um, cancer. Cancer, you got Ace of Swords. So Ace of Swords is all about dealing with that declaration of truth, uh, romance taken completely by surprise, things working out in your favor. Also, um, you might have to go through some type of repair or um, retreat, you know, like resting this is all about frustrations or um, double-edged double edge sword or a hollow victory. So be mindful of, you know, how you deal with your frustrations in the next two weeks and, and a decision that has both good and bad. And lastly, Pisces. Pisces, you got King of Swords. So King of Swords is dealing with someone that's over 25 if you're looking at a archetype in a person, but it can also indicate dealing with law or structure. 
um, or the media can also indicate um, just someone that makes decisions based on um, logic with not emotions. They can be very cold um, and it'll take a look at about the respect around you or, or also being just really abrasive in certain situations. So that was today's podcast. So just be mindful on how classical conditioning plays in your life. What is classical conditioning? This is about how you learn. So take a look in your life and see your learning process and how that impacts in your life and the decisions that you make. So remember, number one, look at your environment. Look at the environment that you grew up in and look at the environment that you're in now and how that plays in your life. Number two, look at nature and nurture. Take a look and see how you were raised as a child and see how that reflects in today as an adult. Number three is self-protection. Be mindful of uh, how you think, the actions you take, the behaviorisms that you take. It does play a role in self-protection. Number four, take a look at your destructive behaviors and how you rationalize that day on a daily basis. And are you aware of your destructive behaviors? Number um, five, take a look at everyday usage. So when you take a look at negotiating price or making a decision on which product to buy, be mindful that how your experiences are, good or bad, has a reflection on the, on the decisions you make on that day. Number six, boost it boosts positivity. Remember the the armed forces, you know, and how classical conditioning can improve mental health. It can improve relationships and stuff like that. Um, so in your own life, how can you use utilize your learning associations with uh, with boosting your personality, you know, like increasing your happiness and stuff like that. And lastly, um, eliminates um, phobias. So whether it's hate or fear, take a look and see, you know, how you handle your fear. Like right now, what's the number one thing that you're afraid of, you know, and how does that play with your behaviorisms and your actions you take in your life? And also with, um, with uh, hatred, you know, how, what would you define as one thing that you absolutely hate and what are, what are, how are you dealing with that? You know, what, how is your learning mechanism reflecting back on what you hate? You know, how are, how is your behaviorisms and how's your actions? So that was today's podcast. Until next time, namaste.